0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Chuck Cooper about custom HR solutions that allow companies to create a positive culture, manage their expenses, and maximize their revenues. Chuck Cooper, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thank you, John. It's great to be with you today.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to have a chance to chat with you today. Uh, We have a lot of shared interests and a lot of shared professional background. And today we're going to be focusing on custom HR solutions that allow companies to create a positive culture, uh, manage their expenses, maximize their revenues, ultimately drive success through these customer HR solutions. And there's so many great resources out there and so many uh, programs, so many uh, technologies, so many processes. Uh, So I'm super excited to be able to explore this with you today. As we get started, I wanted to share Chuck's bio with everybody. Over the past 25 years, Chuck Cooper has been involved at the ownership level with a number of companies across several different industries. But of all his work-related accomplishments, one stands above the rest. Chuck loves partnering with companies to to develop their HR strategies. For him, the greatest reward is seeing clients achieve greater levels of success. Chuck's passion for helping to create better companies led him to found Whitewater Consulting in March of 2019. Whitewater Consulting defines and designs custom HR solutions that allow companies to create a positive culture, manage their expenses, and maximize their revenues. Especially, Chuck helps his clients take care of their people through recruiting and talent management, payroll and compliance, compensation management, group health programs, corporate wellness and financial wellness plans, and much more. Uh, Again, Chuck, a real pleasure to have you. Um, Before we launch into the conversation, anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background or personal context?
1: So just a a couple of things, John. It's been, first of all, again, it's it's great to be with you this afternoon, um, and it's great to be with the listeners as well. Um, Just a little bit more context around the work that we do with Whitewater. Um, We are really, uh, our, our mission as an organization is really to help serve and to educate and evaluate current HR conditions and situations that a company has. And ultimately, um, our goal is to be able to provide them with clarity and peace of mind through um, HR solutions and what we've it's been really fascinating as and we could probably dig into this a little bit more as we have our dialogue this afternoon but the HR ring has really uh, been something that's been very fluid over the last two years so what was really important and where companies were struggling in 2019 is significantly different you know today so uh, it's that's one of the things that's been probably the most uh, fascinating about the uh, the, about the work that we do with our clients is everybody's got a unique situation. So um, we'll look forward to uh, just exploring that in more detail with you today.
0: That's perfect. And let's start there. Um, tell me a little bit more about what you are seeing in working with your clients in terms of some of those shifts. I mean, the the fact of the matter is we've, Uh, There's been disruptive technologies at play in the workspace, uh, in in the HR arena for a long time. Virtual work wasn't new, um, but it certainly accelerated. Like The the number of people and organizations involved in remote work um, grew exponentially over the last years and a half. Um, you know, contingent workforce, uh, distributed workforce, like all these are trends that have been happening uh, you know over the last decade or more. yet we' we've, we've seen uh, this, this continued movement and, and shift and um, probably other things that you' you've also noticed. So tell us a little bit more about what you focused on and, and seen with your clients and what we should be attuned to in, in terms of the, the changing nature of the workplace and the HR profession. Um, and then we can talk about the custom HR solutions that can help respond to those shifts.
1: So I think, you know, when you look at, you know, kind of what all has happened since 2020, um, I think th- at the end of the day, the way that we work, our work, the where we work and how we work is changing significantly. But I think when I want to boil everything back down, it all changes at the leadership level, and so whenever I'm talking with clients today, and again, our clients are typically companies that are have between 15 employees and about 500 employees. Uh, when we talk to the leaders, they recognize that uh, that they are having to become much more empathetic uh, in in their leadership style. They are also realizing the importance of uh, there's their communication strategies and. Ultimately, there's becoming more of a, I think, a balance is probably the best way for me to describe on profitability of the organization, as well as the people of the organization. And I think that's really one of the key things that we've seen a significant um, change in is when I talk to owners pre-pandemic, their focus almost 100% was on, you know, at the end of the day, we are basing our success on the, what the profitability of the company is. And I think that today, as we look at the employees, we're, we're, there is more of a focus on profits, people, and also the common good that we can do through our organization and as a team. And so I think that um, you know there's obviously a lot more uh, focus today on the overall uh, taking a holistic approach when they look at their employees, not just from a physical health, but as we're seeing a great deal of right now, the mental health and the impact of COVID on the mental health uh, of our people has really changed significantly. Um, and then the other thing is, is you know we're all trying to figure out, are we gonna work remote? Are we gonna do a hybrid? Are we gonna bring everybody back in to the office? And so much of that obviously depends on the type of business that we're talking with. But I think that we're seeing from the West Coast through the Midwest, there is a lot more opportunity right there for um, for a hybrid to remote work from the Midwest to the East coast. There seems to be a barrier there where we're focused more on bringing people back into the office. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be interesting to watch how that ebbs and flows. I personally believe that remote work and hybrid work is here for, for the, to stay. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that we're going to have to go through the, um, a lot of conversations with our employees and leadership about what that looks like and make some modifications along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I, I think there are people who want things to go back to quote unquote normal um, the way things were before. And man, I mean, the trend was already taking us in the direction of more remote and hybrid work. Uh, and now that more and more employees have had a taste of it. Uh, and they recognize that, Hey, I'm actually quite productive at home and I don't have like a long commute when I'm at home. And, yeah. you know, there's more flexibility. Like now that people have had a taste of it, it's it's going to be really hard to convince those people um, that going back is going to be the best thing for them. And so we definitely have seen, and I, I've talked to lots of employers who want their people to come back, but their employees are saying no. And and then if if they're being forced to come back, they're leaving. And we know it's a really tight labor market right now and it's hard for organizations to get good people. And so companies can't afford to just lose a big swath of their uh, employee base because they're not willing to be more flexible when other companies are. So, I mean, this is gonna be something that in the coming year that everyone's gonna have to try to wrestle with and figure out in terms of their organization, their needs. You know, obviously, if you have customer facing um, employees that need to man a desk and, you know, you have customers coming in, obviously, you need someone there. But there's so many jobs that just, you know, doesn't really matter if they're in the office or if they're at home. And if it doesn't really matter, you better have a compelling reason to be forcing people to come into the office nowadays. Otherwise, people probably are going to be looking for something else. And I think that's just the the way it is.
1: Yeah, I think to your point, John. I think that when you, especially when you look today at, at the uh, multi generations that are in the workforce, the younger employees that are coming in, the Gen Z and the uh, and the millennials, I mean, they are really they are really wanting to be uh, you know be able to work remote and have that flexibility and the autonomy to be able to work wherever they're located, and and this last year has proven that you know they can be very very productive uh, and not have to be on site. I think that you know, one of the challenges that our clients face is there is, there's a, in some cases, there's a lack of trust between employer, employers and the employees, as far as them getting the work done. When they're in the office, they can see that they're physically there. Doesn't mean that they're always working and being, and doing productive uh, work at that, you know, while they're in their, in their desk or while they're on the location. But, I think that the way that we measure our productivity and, and the perf- way we measure performance is going to change significantly as well. And I think that everything that's people related within small to mid sized companies, those processes are all up in the air right now as far as you know, what, modifi- what modifications do we need to make to make things better.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. So let's, let's launch into exploring some of these custom HR solutions. We know that there's more virtual work and hybrid work. We know that there's more distributed workforce really from all over the globe. Uh, we know that talent management uh, is a challenge. Uh, there, there's more gig workers out there. We can hire uh, and really, quote unquote, rent expertise from gig platforms. Um, there's like all these options. So what are you seeing as some of those, those customized solutions that organizations, uh, are requesting the most, uh, or perhaps even maybe they're not requesting, but they, they don't even know to ask for, <laughs> but are available to help them.
1: So I think that uh, before our, our discussion started, um, I just got off of a, uh, a call with a company in California. Today, and they basically are looking for um, a, they're looking to fill virtual positions. So they're looking for everything from a, a virtual CFO, CTO, CMO. Um, and the other thing that, that came up today was actually a, a chief people officer uh, for an organization. And so th- when we dug into that in more detail, I mean, they're they're They know that they are going to have a percentage of their employees that are going to be working remote. They've got a percentage they're going to be working on site we started talking about the culture and how we go about extending that out to your remote employees and they're so they're they're one person that's going to be ultimately responsible for making sure that everybody within the company is staying engaged and staying connected so it's that's a new position i think that you're going to start to see more and more companies uh inquiring about as we move forward
0: yeah i think so too um do, do you see any particular um software solutions? that are being successfully implemented to, to support HR functions or people management leadership functions in organizations?
1: Yeah, Right now, I, I think we're gonna see a lot of new technology that's gonna come onto the market over the next couple of years because of what we've just gone through. But I, I, you know, I think that you know, when you just look at ways to, to connect and, and keep people um, engaged, We're looking at things from the virtual standpoint as we're doing today, whether you're talking Microsoft Teams to Zoom, Slack is another platform that we're using right now uh, pretty extensively for communication. So it's going to be the one area that I think that we're going to see things starting to evolve more in is when we have those remote employees, how do we go about tracking and ultimately monitoring their activity and, and the productivity that they're you know generating each day so we've got to have some type of recept- receptacle for uh, for all that data to be housed in
0: I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press bluer than indigo leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. Yeah, and to your point, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, and then you just referred to it again uh, just now, what are the metrics uh, of a successful employee, right? Traditionally, that has largely been like time that your butt's in your seat, like time in the office. Um, I mean, that's a kind of silly and ridiculous metric, yet that's kind of traditionally what people have held to. And if they don't see you, you don't put in your FaceTime, then that must mean you're not doing work. Um, We need to get past that. We need to get to the point where we're looking actually at outcomes. We're looking at productivity. We're looking at the resources produced, the number of clients reached, whatever. Like we need performance-based metrics that actually make sense. And and I totally get where leaders are coming from if they're nervous about having a virtual team and like how do I monitor them? How do I know what they're doing? How do I um, how do I provide mentoring and coaching and performance feedback when I'm not seeing them in the office every day? I get that that's going to be different and that's going to be changed a little bit. Um, but in a lot of ways, I think this could push us in a more healthy direction because we can't kind of fall back on the, on the more lazy approach of just like walking by their office and seeing that they're there, um, you know, and then they click off the solitaire for a minute while the boss walks by and then, you know, resume or watching like the, the uh, March Madness. I mean, that, that's kind of the classic example, right? Mar- March Madness, they even have like a boss button. Up in the corner, so when you're watching and someone walks by, you can just click the boss button and it turns. It looks like a spreadsheet, so they think you're working. I mean, we need to get past that, right? And and I think this could actually um, push us in the direction of thinking, being more thoughtful about what makes sense uh, and and focusing more on outcomes uh, rather than the inputs. Like, who cares how my as long as my employees uh, follow policy and are compliant with laws and they're not doing anything unethical. You know, Other than that, who cares, like how my employees actually do the work as long as they produce good outcomes. And I don't care if they're working at two in the morning or if they're working at 10 in the morning or 10 at night. I don't care if they're in, at their home or in the office or at the beach. All I care is that they actually do the work and, and do a good job. And so with, if that can be our focus, um, utilizing various technologies, like you said, different systems to help us manage that data and manage the processes, then I think that's a win, win, win all the way, all the way
1: around. It really is. And, and you know, the, the great thing is I think by doing that, you're going to have uh, a healthier, um, h- happier, healthier, more productive, more engaged employee, and if you can generate, change your systems that will have that become your outcome the organization as a whole is still going to remain very, very profitable and, and perform very well financially. So I think that, you know, that's one of the concerns that we hear a lot from our clients is if we let people work remote, we don't know what they're doing. And so to your, to your point, just a second ago, we've got to get past that and really be able to focus on what um, the expectations are and have very clear communication on what the expectations are and what productivity levels are. And then from there, we can measure, we've got something to actually measure against. The systems that we use right now from a performance review, oftentimes is strictly a gut feel that a manager has with an employee, not based on anything factual oftentimes. And so I think that that process we've used for so many years is really not, it's, it's not really uh, pr- provided uh, the, the, re- the resources that we need to be able to help move our companies forward. Because oftentimes, again, we're using that gut feel, to say, yeah, they've got a good attitude. They were here every day, and now because of that, we're gonna we're gonna move them over into management, and that's we're not doing we're not doing them any favor, and we're not doing our teams any favor. I think to an, one other point on this is as we look at these changes from a CEO perspective, them obviously setting the culture of the organization is gonna be critically important, but also from a leadership, them working directly with their managers to be able to instill in them exactly what it is that they need for for their uh, managers to be able to do and giving them the resources and the training to be able to work with their employees more effectively is going to be something that's going to be something additional that's needed. Because right now we've been managing one as a manager to a team of 5, 10, 20, or 100 people. And it's going to come back to much more of a one-on-one. So we actually get to know that employee We can see the productivity that they're doing. We're seeing if they're become overloaded and helping to prevent any kind of um, you know, particularly burnout situation. So there's just a lot of pieces pieces that are about to change and the managers are going to have, they're going to be the biggest lever that a CEO has within their organization to carry these new initiatives out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, And all of this hopefully is going to drive a more positive workplace culture. So let's shift and talk a little bit more about that in our remaining time together um you know it's hard enough to have a dynamic positive workplace culture when everyone's like in the same situation what, either all remote or all in person but when we're talking about a hybrid environment where you know and it's not even consistently hybrid like some people are sometimes in the office sometimes at home and it's kind of shifting week in and week out like that that's a difficult environment to try to continually um, espouse the values of the organization, uh, create the culture, involve everyone, help everyone to feel needed, wanted, valued, that they have an opportunity to contribute. Um, Thoughts or ideas on how we can utilize some of these custom HR solutions to drive that positive culture in this kind of new reality of a hybrid work environment?
1: So, you know, one of the, the uh, initiatives or one of the uh, options we've looked at a great deal over the last few years has been the HR outsourcing model. And, and I want to just kind of just kind of segue over into that, because when you look at a business today, and particularly from a small to mid-sized company standpoint, uh, when a company starts, uh, their leadership team is really focused on a product, providing a product or service to the market that's going to create value for them. And so they're responsible for everything from the sales and marketing um, and as well as the operations. But from the time you start to hire employees, the best, you know, the other thing you've done is you've created a second business of that. And that is being of an employer. And so the employer side is where a lot of these things that we're talking about really come into play. It, It has everything to do from, you know, not only the HR compliance, but also from Uh, You know, the the payroll and and the uh, benefits and making sure that you've got policies and procedures in place, all of these things are really more transactional and things you have to have. So what we find is entrepreneurs are spending so much time trying to make sure that they've got their basis covered in that area. So one of the tools we use is, is HR outsourcing to where you can bring a, another company in and become basically a partner with you where they handle all of those issues and those items for you as, as a CEO. And that allows you as your management team to really stay focused on what's really most important for your business, and that is the growth of revenue, controlling your expenses, mitigating your liabilities, and ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, maximizing profitability. And I think that's one of the things that it's it's not a fit for everyone, but it is certainly a fit for a lot of companies that are in that, you know, 10, 15 employee up to probably a couple of hundred employee space for them to at least take a look at uh, And another, you know, and so one other area that I would mention is I think that, again, when you're looking at the remote employees and the culture piece specifically, even when you bring new people to the table, you need, there needs to be ultimately having them on site, because I think the onboarding process is something that's critically important and is also another area that's changing dynamically right now is how we go about uh, bringing new people into the organization, getting them plugged into that culture and making sure that first 30 to 60 days of their um, time with the organization is really based on them knowing you know, what are what the mission, vision, values are, having them a, a structure where they are really plugged into so that they can be the most productive going forward. And some things that we're looking at right now is ultimately just setting up buddy systems uh, to where they've got a, a person or a small team or small group that they're plugged into for you know questions and helping make sure that they've getting their their needs addressed and they can stay productive um, each and every day. But there's some really cool um, opportunities that are out there. One thing that I think has been very beneficial for myself and for some of our clients is Chris Dyer has just published a book uh, called Remote Work. And Chris has actually had a book, had a company that he's operated um, remotely for several years. And he does a great job of talking about what needs to be done, processes, and also the challenges that come along with this. So for you know our listeners, um, if you want to check that book out, I would highly recommend that uh, to give you some insight on how you can best, uh, you know, look at best practices for the company.
0: Wonderful, thank you, Chuck. Uh, just a real wealth of knowledge, uh, some great ideas and tips, and I think you're spot on in terms of kind of assessing the landscape uh, of the nature of work right now and, and the situation for organizations. And ultimately, we just have to have these conversations with our executive teams, our leadership teams figure out what makes most sense for us in our organization, for our teams. And and let's be proactive about it. Uh, We don't need to just be responsive. Um, We can actually be strategic and have a plan of how we're going to deal with these issues going into the future. And there are great HR solutions, custom solutions that can help us navigate this and and manage everything much more effectively.
1: I I think in today's world, the the one thing that I would add to that, John, would be as we're talking with our, our leadership teams about how we move forward, um, I, I saw a survey the other day where uh, CEOs have really only surveyed about 50% of their employees as far as trying to get a sense for where are they right now as far as coming back into the office, where are they comfortable, where, the, where is that breaking point for them uh, to really kind of get an overall more comprehensive outlook on, the, on your organization. I think it's really important that we include the employees to get their perspectives how we go about, you know, using that information then to move forward is, is up to the leadership team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Chuck, it has been a pleasure. I, um, just want to give you a chance to share with listeners before we close, how they can get connected with you, find out more about, uh, your work, your, your, uh, consulting firm, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Again, it's been great to be with you today, John. Uh, our listeners can certainly reach out our website is whitewaterconsulting.net. And, uh, the, you can find us pretty much on all of the social media platforms as well. Uh, whether it be LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or the four that we, we spend a great deal of time and put resources to, uh, my personal email, if anyone would like to reach out to me directly is Chuck at whitewaterconsulting.net. And we, were, we always welcome uh, you know, phone calls and emails, uh, and please feel free to use us as a sounding board. That's part of our mission is to help educate and, and be a resource for uh, you know, the people that we consider to be our heroes.
0: Thank you, Chuck. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Chuck and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.